Hello and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 36 for the week of December 17th, it is now. Uh, This is the weekend edition podcast, but... It's not the weekend anymore because we no. did record on the weekend. The big and snafu. Yeah, the recording had a lot of problems. I tried to salvage it. I could not. And even the funniest thing is, as we were recording it, one of the things that we mentioned while recording it was that we don't skip episodes, and then we almost had to skip an episode. But Brandon, you said that we would do it on Monday, so we are, and here we go again because we're. Back this again. is the second time I'm trying to make Talk it about a little some bit of these different. Exciting books the second time. Yeah, here. yeah. I don't know that they were worth it the first time, but this is the weekend. <laughs> addition i just want to let you know that you can get a hold of us on twitter at ws marvel comics also you can email us in at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com and we do have two emails for this first time that we are accepting them so that was pretty cool but we're going to start with the news and a bit of news that came out today so we can actually oh, uh, mix it up because we did have the first time we recorded we had the news of the cosmic ghost rider ruining the marvel timeline things like that All i really important origins yeah yeah i didn't feel like talking about that again so we're gonna make it <laughs> fresh for me and you marvel's video game spider-man is getting his own comic book in 2019 and i know that you're hyped for this one brandon the <laughs> fan favorite and critically acclaimed marvel spider-man has taken the world by storm and now the video game's web slinger is leaping into the pages of marvel comics starting this march all your favorite spidey characters are presented in new and surprising scenarios as peter parker's civilian and superhero worlds collide in the game's original action-packed story while creating the game and it just seems like this is just getting the story of the game yeah. into a comic book which i didn't play the game so that might be something so it, that i is might it enjoy. That or is it a continuation of where the i don't the know it's it, well it says it's never off. seen moments but we'll see it says eh, while creating the game the writing that. team's goal was to pay homage to spider-man's rich history while also shaking things up to keep players on the edge of their seats said marvel games executive creator director bill roseman we're now we're thrilled to see our game's original story swing full circle and come to life in the pages of this all-new comic book series series in the mighty marvel manner and yeah it seems like it's going to be a retelling of the story slightly different because it says including all new story moments never before seen in the game as well as bonus behind the scenes content marvel spider-man city of war number one is the first of a series of new stories from the growing marvel games verse as we press start on a brand new marvel universe this march and uh, i oh i thought that there was actually a solicit they just have marvel spider-man and it's a six issue many it's written by dennis hopeless art by michelle bandini and cover by clayton crane yeah, uh, so we'll see game already i don't know if i if That's i feel like saying, reading yeah. about what i played and if i did something play like the game. justice like yeah. it was adding to it and maybe it will add a little justice. but uh the thing is i didn't play the game i don't know that i'm interested in it and mainly because when we have him in the spider-verse deal uh you know spider getting it's been basically him just saying quips, you said, from the yeah. game. And so he – I haven't seen anybody that's been, you know, oh, Spider-Geddon, you know what the, the breakout character is, the guy from the video game. No, it just kind of happened. And people – most people I saw groaned and rolled their eyes at it. Yeah, so, yeah so, I, it was a decent shout-out. I don't need it to be any more than that, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm with you. Acknowledge so. it in the multiverse and move on. Yeah, so we're both saying that. We may or may not read that. I, yeah, I probably see, will. I'll probably check it out. One. If yeah. I if I I'll look at the first one and yeah, if I will it's tell. too much like the game I just played I I'll just won't bother. Yeah, with and it. and the funny thing is that is definitely a uh, a book that would be on the weekend edition. 
Yeah. That would be right in. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll even explain, since this is one of the first ones again, uh, the weekend edition podcast that usually will come out on the weekend is going to be kind of the fringe books, the, you know, lesser of the books. Uh, as for instance, next week, I think that Shuri comes out again. I may force you to read the first two so that we could talk about the third one. I read one. the first one. Yeah, so that would probably be something on the weekend deal so yeah yeah. we have a lot of books coming up next week i know well because nothing comes out the week after yeah yeah the week after there's like four yeah yeah so we'll have to deal with that but we're going to move on to the email uh section of this and we got two mails again if you want to email us email us at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com we read everything positive negative you know give us some advice give a yell at that we screwed something up which we do all the time the first one is dino and defenders coming up oh yeah yeah and, about that. Yep, and Dino um, emailed right away. I mean, we gave out that email address, and Dino was like a day later emailed with the caveat that he doesn't want us to give away his email. We would never do that. We will never give out the Safe. email. So Dino says, hi, Jim and Brandon. You guys are great. I'm so excited you're adding the Weekend Edition podcast. He's probably been sitting there like, I emailed, and these stinkers didn't even have a podcast. They're jerks. They promised it. (laughs) I have a 90-minute commute to work, so your podcast makes it seem like a bamf to work. I love Laura, a.k.a. X23, and Gabby, a.k.a. Honey Badger, too. So, Jim, did you read Weapon Hex? Because it is really fun. Spin on Laura's origin with Gabby sprinkled in, and that is one of the Infinity Warp books, and I did. And I ended up going, and I didn't realize there were two issues out. I read the second issue first, was completely confused, was going to tell Dino that he had to fill me in on what the heck was going on, then yeah. realized I had read Why the second one. Why is it only a two and not a one? Yeah. And with that, Gabby is called Speed Weasel in there, and yeah. she's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I said I like that yeah. name, but actually Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, I did like it. Uh, you know, there, it's it's one of these Infinity Warp books. I've tried to read a couple, and they're kind of just like they're they're fun reads. They're they're yeah. nothing that is going to blow your mind. Is finally, ending next yeah. week. Yeah. So, I think. but I did enjoy this because you do get a little bit of a different spin on X twenty three and Gabby. So I did like it. I I can take anything of X twenty three Gabby. So yeah, and he says I highly recommend it to you. You guys don't hold any punches and split it right down the middle, uh, like the Thong song. Yes, yeah. that is the national anthem of Buffalo. I Buffalo, don't know why yeah. it'd be the national anthem of Only Buffalo. Only song but we play at the tailgate. It is the all city. Four yeah, hours. yeah, really. Yeah, all four <laughs> hours. That they they drink and and jump into uh, kiddie pools filled with vodka on fire. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens. It's happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's oh, happened. I know. And that's the thing with those Buffalo tailgates. Whatever you can think, it's already been done times five. Yeah, well, what last I week was a new one. Joey Chestnut came to oh, the really? game. Oh, really? Was he eating just tons of stuff? Did he yeah. end up eating, like, tons of hot dogs and stuff like that? Is he was that... chugging beers. I okay. know he was chugging beers. Where He's he's not a, a Buffalo guy, right? No, I, I, I think I, he's from the city somewhere. Yeah, yeah. New York City. Yeah, that's what I thought. I actually at some point thought he might have even been from uh, Philadelphia, but I'm they not sure. They are the only actual New York team in the NFL, so maybe that's his allegiance. That is true. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that is the case. Yes. The New Jersey Giants, you're saying. That said, Uncanny X-Men can have fun from Kelly Thompson. Her Mr. and Mrs. X with Rogue and Gambit is nothing but fun. So why doesn't that translate to Uncanny X-Men? Her West Coast Avengers run is close to Deadpool funny, so I don't know why we're having not having more fun with Uncanny X-Men. What are your thoughts? And I think that basically there's too many people writing yeah. it. We said or this the one. males are mucking 
picking it up on her. One yeah, of the two. really. I and I think that what I said before when we did this the first time is that I think that maybe because there's three people writing it, uh, you kind of get a generic version of all of the writers. So they yeah. can't go too far because then you'll have the next person go on and, and we'll have to pick it up and it will seem too different. Yeah, yeah we've something's been wrong. This with Batman. Batman Eternal yeah, and yeah. Batman and Robin Eternal, but yeah. at least you know we found lighthearted fun. Yeah, we'd have fun with this. This is pages. not fun this at is, all. Yeah, it, it takes itself way too yeah. seriously. Yeah, seriously, uh, with it, a really kind of. Yeah, you've mentioned before callbacks to things that have pre- previously happened, just done in a slightly yep. different twist or way. And yep, it's it like Tom King doing Batman. Out. Yeah. You've read Hosh. Well, here's a little different version of Hosh. Here's a little boy who wants to be Bruce yeah. Wayne. Here's a little he's different little version time. of Nightfall. Here's a little different version of this. But yeah, I think that the problem is, is that when I can tell that these things are, are the greatest hits, you got some problems because yeah, I, I haven't read that much. And so it's tough. But he goes, I'm also curious how you guys feel about Wolverine Infinity Watch coming up next year. Logan with the Infinity Gauntlet, good or bad? Brandon, you are the Wolverine yeah, guy. I, I said I was intrigued by this and, and mostly because of who he's teamed up with uh, being Loki. And I think that'll be a fun pair to just read about and, and the back and forth that'll happen between the two. Yeah. Um, you know, the, as far as Wolverine going to space, uh, I wish it was taking place in a different different setting, really, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, you mean you're, you know, you're sick of people going to space like yeah. every other book? Uh, yeah, that, like that, it's yeah. the most jump-the-shark thing lately in comics. Really, that's like. like horror movies. When you have the leprechaun killing it, you go to space, done. <laughs> yeah. You know, a leprechaun in Jason space, X in done. Space Jason X, space, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Eric had said at one point that that is the jump the shark of any horror franchise. If you go into space, yet they all want to go into space. But if you start in space, like an alien, then yeah. I guess you you, you when are you come to Earth. You can, I guess. Yeah, then when you leave space, <laughs> then, then you have the problems there. But yeah, Leprechaun actually Leprechaun has problems two places: space and the hood. And yeah. Once he goes to either of those, there are big problems. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what you said before that you're intrigued, uh, but you're you're a little worried that yeah, uh, you don't I like the hot claws, right? Doing with Wolverine lately, like just bring him back and give him a normal Wolverine adventure at first, and then. You know, when, once he's got his feet wet and, you know, feeling alive again, maybe no. send him off into space. But I don't know. Everyone's just such in a hurry to give him hot claws and hot to, claws. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's weird. That's what's weird, too. Like you're saying is that you were waiting so long for him to come back and then they're bringing him back different. Uh, yeah. Why? Why? So, yeah, <laughs> well, you, you have all this stuff. The guy I wanted back. Like, next thing he has the Phoenix back. Force. He's I've got all that stuff. I've been about your different sub-Wolverines the whole time, yeah. like X-23 and Old Man Logan. Like, I've been there. I've, I've done that. Now give me the be- the original back. Yeah, here. give the deal. And and maybe even putting him in Uncanny X-Men. Maybe yeah. make that book better. <laughs> Johnny, Bring Cyclops and, back and while you're at it. Yes, and he says, thank you so much. You guys are the best at what you do. From Dino. Thank you, Dino. Dino is from Washington State. Uh, maybe a Seattle fan. Maybe. Yeah. You know. They got a hockey team coming. So we yeah, they do. I, I heard the Supersonics were going back, too, that they wanted to bring back basketball as the Supersonics. And I thought that well, maybe good. they get that new arena in the NBA. Yeah. Grand wish yeah there you go y'all have xavier mcdaniel come out of retirement and go back to the sun john kemp he's yeah, got john a lot kemp. of babies i was gonna i was just too. thinking of the uh, supersonics that i would know those are about the two that, gary that come Payton, to mind sean yeah kemp, gary Payton. that's true yeah. yes so we have next is johnny and johnny says yo guys found you guys looking for a pod that talks marvel comics when are you start going to start doing eight hour shows like the dc pod 
Yeah, he never. So he was looking for the Marvel deal, happened to find us, and then must have realized, oh, these are those schmucks that do that eight-hour podcast at DC. And this is the thing. I said to Eric when we first started this, I don't know if we would have been better served to call it something else other than weird science, because it seems like once weird science is said, uh, people run for the hills. They, yeah. they they end up having like science some, weird. We should have called yeah, it science weird, Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, it seems that it takes a lot of prodding to get people to get involved with us if they because yeah. ha- also uh, I bet you some people saw it and actually thought like, oh man, I'm not even going to try that. They probably have a ten hour podcast talking about Marvel yeah. comics and that's not going to happen. Me and you uh, are not. You know, most I said we we. Did it in two sections here, you know, the the weekend edition, so that we could have a little bit longer and more books for the week. But I would never expect either of the shows to go over two hours. That no. that's about the breaking point. I said I think the uh, the deal is an hour each, but people seem to like more. I don't know. Yeah. You have plenty of time for that, right? Keep up the great work and start <laughs> talking about more Black Panther. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk yeah. a little. We'll get Sherry in well, next yeah, week. Yeah, maybe. and we, I'm telling you, we'll have a quick book We've this, had this some week. Killmonger lately on the Yeah, podcast. I think Killmonger's next week too. So there yeah. you go. You'll get two of those. And that would be, again, that's like a, a weekend edition deal too. Like we're always looking for that other Batman book. I guess Killmonger is my Black yeah. Panther yeah. book yeah. at the moment. And I, I actually think the, the weekend edition deal will be probably the number ones of minis would be on the regular one on the Wednesday. And then continuing on, if we like them enough, we will continue on with them here. So that kind of gives us that opportunity to continue the, uh, you know, the mini series and stuff. Because I do, that's one thing that, since we've come over to the Marvel deal from DC, I really do like the minis a lot more on yeah. Marvel ways than even like a uh, multiple man that we said yeah. kind of lost its I'm steam. Not sure I still if it's like just that. Like they, they have a better way of pairing up uh, writers with writers different to the deal. variety of characters. Maybe or it's the it's five issue. The five Maybe that does it's one it, of those but, two. <laughs> but I've, I've actually enjoyed the minis a lot more than I did at, at, DC. DC yeah. also, DC, it's funny because we say that we like the Marvel stuff with the five issues. DC now has become in love with the 12 issue maxi series. To me, why even say it's a 12 issue maxi series? Just pretend it's an ongoing and end yeah. at 12. I mean, 12, that's a whole year of book. I, yeah. that's, that's, that's not, yeah, there should be no that, name. That's for a that. run. That's just a series. Yeah, that's yeah. a run. That's two trades. That's a run. Uh, you know, don't give me your nonsense. But yeah, there you go. And thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Dino. And again, if you guys want to write in, we appreciate that. And you write in at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com. Now we're going to get on with the books and we're going to start with a best defense book. And since we recorded this weekend and it didn't work while we were doing that, I said that this best defense, I really thought it was leading to more than being kind of a bunch of one shots that lead into just a mini series. It's just that it really yeah. does. It all of these one shots, four one shots leading into a finale defenders one shot uh i really thought there was more to this we even talked at the beginning and i, I feel kind of silly that at the beginning we were talking like i think that this leads into that and i i think chip zadarsky's involved and it just <laughs> seems that this is just its own thing which kind of upsets me because yeah, i i really thought that we were being confused all this time to you know, lift the veil and then get on to something different but it just seems like we're just going to be confused it. until the yeah. last one and I, I ended up reading like these two. We're going to be talking about Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer best defense tonight. And I went back to read the, the, both of them a couple times, and I have a little more inkling 
about what is going on, but not really, especially yeah. the second You know one. anything about these ghosts? Can no. You tell me in there? <laughs> Nobody knows about these ghosts. <laughs> these ghosts are crazy. They're ridiculous. But tell us about the first one, Brendan. Yeah, we got The Best Defense, Doctor Strange, number one, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Greg Smallwood and VC's Corey Pettit. Doctor Strange is back as a defender again, but I'm mostly excited to realize I still enjoy the character when Mark Ray- Wade isn't writing him. Yes. In the end, Jerry Dugan crafts a nice little one shot, or is it, that ties in nicely to what we've seen in some of these other one shots. Now, uh, here's the deal. Here is the deal. It <laughs> looks like the major villain is the train, which is this other cosmic entity that looks a little in the next book. It comes out big that it is that entity that looks a little like Galactus, but isn't. And yeah. and so you have this issue that it seems we have old man Doctor Strange, and he has been finding the site where there was the big, you know, explosion and, uh, you know, ground zero of what appears to be Silver Surfer smashing into this planet and pretty much ruining the planet. That's Going what it seems. Basically like a nuke? Yeah, like a nuke. So what this seems to be is he is looking for that. He's been trying to find it, and he's been picking up pieces and things like that, and with that he also has something that we don't know at first in a sack which we end up finding by the end it is it's hulk's head that he's keeping alive with all of his power but in the meantime he's trying to get to this ground zero and uh, dormammu is chasing him as well and trying to get to this so he ends up taking out his eye yeah yeah so and yeah it's a big setup and he he gets his eye out he pokes his eye out puts it in the eye of agamotto and goes off to see where it leads him to this this ground zero and he is setting it up so dormammu ends up being there because when we get there and this is going to be very quick because he just goes it's good i actually don't mind it he sets up i do like this probably my favorite of the four and it's very stylistic the art as he's heading towards this ground zero crater uh he ends up making a camp ends up because he finds the crater he finds it goes makes camp so that he can lead dormammu and even then hulk's in his his satchel you don't know that he's like they're gonna you're you're putting the dinner bell you know he's, they're gonna come <laughs> right now dormammu and his things and he already had fought a little bit of that a before, bunch of these little like which yeah also, ghostbuster dogs yeah yeah, yeah. which too. also kind of let him get his little uh you know his sash there to kind of you know come to life with his magic it's pretty crazy but he is leading dormammu there because when he gets there he's gonna end up using the hulk's head in a weird way to kind of end this battle and you get this little deal he he goes to sleep he has a dream about you know that his his woman there and this whole thing about you know yeah and being all these things about you know you're you're a nightmare of a sorcerer you're you're arrogant you're you know all this stuff and he's like yeah yeah i'm counting on that and then he then you see these weird scene this weird scene yeah. with the ghost and it seems like that is even something he sees in a dream because he wakes up and uh there's dormammu there and this is where the whole deal is he pulls out the hulk's head because dormammu's like you're you're weaker than you've ever been you know we fought this a lot of times you're weak you know old man what's going on he's like well i used all my you know magic to keep a friend alive and it's big giant hulk head who's laughing <laughs> and he says that he has changed things up so that hulk no longer feeds on gamma rays he feeds on magic Magic, so he ends up getting the magic from dormammu 
and then ends up going nuclear and blows up everything here. Now, in the meantime, he uh, Stephen has found the shard of the Silver Surfer Board, surfboard yeah, and starts flying up. And, and it's weird because while this is going on, he is ending up going through the you know the power cosmic meaning he ends up as this astral self leaves his body behind goes past the watchers ends up what he says i enter unknown space humbled by my failures ready to pay the price but then it looks like he ends up seeing a lot of things of what's going to go on and he knows how this train is going to destroy earth and ends up back in that place where the hulk finds him and it's like to me it's like a weird roundabout deal where the hulk is there with them thinking that that's where he got but this is how he's going to change reality eye in the sky allows him to just jump through time and space Um, yeah and and he goes through space he He goes back to possibly change things for the better so he's like i'm home now my friends have one last chance to defend this world now with all these going on it does seem like what is happening is this roundabout way of this train coming through the universe and destroying things, especially Earth. And now Stephen has reversed the deal, gone back through reality, and ends up at the beginning where we saw the Hulk funny so that they can change what's going on. This is all I'm telling you. It's conjecture. I don't know. It's just it's very odd. Better guess than I've had. And with this whole deal. There's these four one-shots, and all of them seem very – except Namor. Namor seem very pretty much, okay, Namor's there. He's going to go get help for Atlantis. But then at the end, he ends up dead. But even the fact that we thought he might have been on a different planet, different reality, and then he goes up into space and becomes a silver surfer. That's the crazy part. But all the others, even the Hulk was a little strange because we didn't know that that was actually, you know, the – Stephen Strange in that in the Hulk deal, Doctor Strange, but now it seems like this is what set that up, and it it all twists and turns, and this whole deal with these guys in the sheet, like uh, almost like little kids dressed up as ghosts, killing aliens. We have no idea what this is, and that'll be the big mystery going forward because we don't really find out. But I, I did like this. I like it's basically old man Doctor Strange, him going through a wasteland that appears to have been done by whatever this big battle was. So he's trying to, you know, reverse this big battle that happened as he gathers up pieces of the, you know, the the Silver Surfer's board, gets the Hulk steel. It's very odd, but it looks like he had to use Dormammu's, he, he had to use Dormammu's magic to get off the planet to then change and reverse and then go back to earth yeah. before it was the only other thing on the planet to get power yeah, from yeah. so i think you know he ended up saving up all this this power and and yep. using the hulk head and, and really everything to he me could get his hands on what it reminded me too done, done. is in my mind i kept thinking of the even in the uh infinity war movie where there were 10 million scenarios and they only won on one it seems like that's kind of like this like this is the craziest thing that a plan that involves getting a hulk head that now could be switched to feed off magic the only magic there is your biggest enemy who is then going to come and attack you but you're weakened because of this but then you get that and then you blow up and then you have a shard it's it's very crazy I actually, the more I read it, the more I enjoyed it, uh, especially then rereading 
the Silver Surfer book that we did not like at all. The And I'm not going to say that I love the Silver Surfer uh, book, but there's a little bit of that that kind of ties in as well. And these all kind of tie in, but they're one shots yeah. that can be read in any sort of order. And it's weird. Yeah, it's that's very what they odd. Say. And the next issue solicit does say, trust us. It all ends yeah, up Yeah, yeah. And that'll be so the Defender's we'll Best Defense number it's one. Finale, really has yeah, a lot. This, yeah. This isn't the start of a continuing no. miniseries. No, nope. it's the, the finale. finale yep, up. it's the finale yeah, coming crazy. up. And it is crazy. Uh, what would you give this? I think I gave this what a seven point five. Yeah. yeah, I'm going uh, up really to a seven like five. Um, and I did like the story. You know, the Doctor Strange stuff yep. really, really caught my attention, and uh, it was it wasn't slowed up or it was a good length. You know, it had it yep. had all the little things I was looking for, some action, some some good scenes and things I enjoyed. So yeah. I went seven five. Yeah, I said seven the first time we recorded. After reading it again, uh, I'm going up to seven five with you. So yeah, yeah. I'm a little more positive with that. Uh, again, though, I, I think that this is something that you should read. Maybe better served to read all of them as, now, at once. Now, you know, this is nothing I would have ever, you know, no. really invested in. Or, or but no. now that I've read all four, I need to read the finale. Yeah, I know. To yeah, see if yeah. Same here. <laughs> and yeah, if if we wouldn't have had this podcast, there was no way I would have gotten anywhere near no. this. But I'm kind of glad we did because yeah, now it's, it's more of a curious curiosity yeah. thing. You know, believe just, me. You know if, how this ends. if we read the last one and it doesn't have anything that ties in, I'm going to flip my lid. But we'll yeah. see. I, I'm sure it'll tie in somewhat. But we're going to go now to your quick books. And what are they? Yeah, I got two of the four spider getting tie-ins that came out last week. Uh, we're going to cover the last two before the finale next week. But this is Spectacular Spider-Man 313, written by Sean Ryan, Juan Gary, Jason Keith, and VC's Travis Lanham on Letters. Uh, this brief three-issue story of Spider-Man vs. Marloon might be the best story to come out of the Spider-Geddon uh, event as a whole. If you're solely looking to get a little bit more of the rivalry between these two, uh, with the perfect amount of humor Sean Ryan delivers here. Nice. Uh, speaking of Sean Ryan, I don't know what his plans are. For Spectacular after this event uh, is finished, but if he keeps on this book, I will keep giving my money to Mar- Marvel and fill their pockets. I like I, Sean Ryan. Yeah, I've enjoyed what he's really done so far. I don't know if he was on the issues before this uh, event started or if he's on after, but if he is, I you know, I'll keep picking it up. Yeah. Um great effort and a complete story in the three issues with excellent art throughout, uh consistent comic book making right here. So I, I really enjoyed this tie-in. I've been, you know, kind of forced to read all of them to keep people up to date on what's going on yeah. in this spider event but this has been the one that i've you know purchased myself and and added to the spider get an event um you know in my long box just to uh you know maybe go back and reread one day cool um the second one is spider force three that is by priest yeah uh, and then our team yeah you aren't you haven't been so positive on this one i know this one is the opposite uh marcelo friera ibram robertson roberto poggi craig yuen and Guru Effects, a uh, priest's overly complex story for a tie-in to Spider-Geddon, finally concludes with the whimper, and not only because we've already seen the results of this tie-in play out in the main series. While the series has some excellent art throughout throughout the entire tie-in, uh, in terms of storytelling, it fell short. A lot of arguing and debating over who to trust this issue stalls the events even further, so while we realize Jessica isn't as dumb as she first appears in the main series by falling right into the inheritor's hands, it does little else. This is one of those examples of tie-ins being a bad thing 
And I wrote just forget about it at the bottom. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm kind of done with. I, I, we still read and review Deathstroke at the DC, but even yeah. all the other books that he's done, I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah, not digging him anymore. He had some magic with Deathstroke, Deathstroke yeah. for a while, but after that Batman run, that yeah, it's, it's like kind of fizzled. Batman, and that was even kind of dull. I yep. was just like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah, with when this. he was on Justice League, I did not like that at all. I didn't yeah. like it at all, and I, I don't know. Maybe he's got to kind of dial things back, or. Maybe it's just I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's even that inspired a- anymore. Yeah, lately I don't know. There's something missing. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Even, you know, he's done a few other side Marvel things, and I can't really you know pinpoint one and say, oh yeah, go read that. that. You have to read that. Yes. Besides yeah. his Black Panther, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves his Black Panther. Yeah. That's that's a, a bit ago. You know, I, I've read most, I've read a bunch of those actually, not most, but a bunch of those on the app, on, you know, Marvel Unlimited app, and I loved them. I actually really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, I just now, I'm not really digging a lot, and I'm not even liking Deathstroke that much anymore. I'm kind of bored with it. So hopefully things come around and maybe he'll be on something else. But when, when that was announced, I thought this is going to be great when they announced that he'd be on this, you know, spider getting tie in. Yeah. That and, was the one I actually look, looked most forward to going into him. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, on sheer creative teams alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's what you got. Yeah. You, biggest you, letdown. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on to a book that is still a little bit of a letdown, even though, uh, like I said, it's going to be very quick when we talk yeah, about maybe, it. Maybe you can talk my score. I, up, I'm, I'm not, not going to be able to that. do that. <laughs> I can give you a, a general idea of what I think is going on, but we even said the first time we talked about it, basically, and it is the best event, Silver Surfer, that you'll give your blurb in a second, but basically our tagline to it was, I don't get it. It's yeah. what we said. It was yeah. like we were in the movie Big, and we were Tom Hanks, because I wasn't getting it at all. I still don't quite get it, except just what it leads to, but Give me your blurb. Yep, and my blurb is exactly that. I don't get it. Tom Hanks, and now this podcast. Uh, we go a long way to build the world, ultimately to forget all about it, and then have the surfboard go off and save Namor. The yeah. end. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, just from what you were saying about this train is and there's this train waiting to take people out of here. I, yeah. I kind of imagine this train is a little like Galactus itself. And when it leaves the world, it destroys it. Yeah, and that's what that's the thing. Yeah. On. And they're trying to they're trying to get out. This train seems to be a different deal of like Galactus. I just don't get the whole deal. I really don't get exactly what's going on. But you have this planet here where the Silver Surfer is there almost like the, you know, lone wanderer where he's going yeah. through. You have this tie into Roxon, all these things where yeah, this Roxin, planet. The possibly yeah. Yandu's daughter. Yeah, and it, well, it looks like, I don't think it's Yandu. I just think it's the race that Yandu are. You know, at one okay. point, yeah, I even said, sense. like, the whole deal, like, they haven't eaten Terran yet. <laughs> but you have the daughter Goldie that seems to inspire silver surfer and at at one point you have this mention of this train oh the train's going to be coming through the train this the train that and then you actually do see him at one point where he but i don't think they play it out as well because the train ends up it's that thing that's holding that giant like you know staff 
And it says a great engine hurling across the cosmos. It's conductor, a god unlike any seen before. Its motives unknowable. It consumes all in its path. It looks like a celestial. It looks like a celestial who's going through. And so it's one of those that, and it says the world's trailing in its wake, graves to which scavengers mass racing to beat the clock. No one uh, remains are worth sparing. And this is where it seems like this world has kind of had some problems. You see, it it is a, a piece of crap world. And you have this Goldie who's there, this little girl. She's got a lot of spunk. She's trying to get money for these scraps. Everybody's grabbing scraps, but everybody wants off the planet. And it's just a weird deal where Silver Surfer's there, and Galactus looks like he says, like, you know what? You're going to have to gather some people. Like, there's a plan going on here behind the scenes, and Silver Surfer may have to gather, you know, some people that he thinks is worthy Galactus will take, like says, we're going to have to fight this big thing. We're going to take on this train, but you're going to need people. But the the big caveat of this, the kind of thing going on, the monkey paw, is that it looks like they're going to spare some people. But the more people they spare, the, the, the weaker Galactus will be to fight with them to fight this train. I don't know. This whole I thing seems either. to be the train is the big bad. But even this, they even say... Like, oh, this train, we've seen this before. And even Silver Surfer almost like throws shade, like, listen there, you know, Galactus, this thing is just like you. I've seen this before. And you get this in the reflection of the Silver Surfer. You even see like the Fantastic Four with Silver Surfer, Galactus taking all this. And, you know, there's little joke there where uh, when Silver Surfer reveals himself on this planet, uh, they're like, oh, man, you're the Herald. And this little girl, oh, your name's Harold? All right, Harold, what are we going to do? I want to get off this. And it seems as if Silver Surfer kind of like he has a conscience here. He doesn't know who to save or what to do, but he's going to save this girl. She ends up calling Galactus at one point down and all this stuff is going to go on. But in the end, he sees kind of the future. And he's like, I see a vision of what could be. And this is them fighting this train. And it is Hulk, old man, Stephen Strange, you know, Doctor Strange. You have Namor. And what appears to be this Goldie as Silver the Surfer. surfer. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand exactly what's going to go on. But it seems like this and is the have, team. Uh, I didn't notice this the first time. The, the ghost the man ghost. laughing yeah. like a joker with these tentacles. And that's the thing. It almost seems like all of this is set up. And it's like the the ghost sees this vision as well and thinks it's hilarious like oh you you think you could beat us with that and you think this is the end game i don't know but he says the train the earth he must not he cannot so he's going to go back to earth here after seeing this vision and the board zips off presumably to go grab namor and save him uh again all this seems to be is the idea that Galactus knows what's going on with this train. They know they're going to have a battle. And it's one of those, you know, decisions of you, you can spare some people. That makes me so he's got to be real careful of who he would spare or worlds or whatever. And if he spares this world, this girl, it does look like she becomes so. I, I'm still very confused. I very, very confused. And this I is the most confusing of these. I see the these. connections in how some of these books are linked. 
Yeah. And I just don't understand what the story is behind them. And, and the, to me, the, the issue I have is just the idea that you have this planet, this piece of poop planet, and you, you have Silver Surfer there, and somehow he thinks this is worthy. But I don't really get what's going on, except yeah. that they Nobody's are all – Nobody's really treating each yeah, other worthy on no, that No, and except that they're all gearing up to fight this train and yeah. you see or fight that to get on it yeah yeah but I it does too. say there it's just going and ripping the universe apart but i don't know what's going on and this one to me is the most confusing of them all and because of that i still don't get it i still but when the the board zips off at least we kind of get the idea that it went to save namor that's the connection yeah. but even so when this best defense starts the next issue best defense defenders they better they better tie in a lot of things. We better see what this means, what Galactus was you know saying, what this planet means, what this girl Goldie has to do with all of this. Is it just that she's just some backwater you know thing that ends up being spunky, and that's what he thinks because there should be more than that when you're collecting a team. To be the defenders, and now not just the defenders of just Earth, it seems the galaxy, but I'm so confused by what's going on and mainly confused of why I should care uh, about this. And this, <laughs> this book, like, like you said, the others, we kind of realized at the end, you know what, we're kind of going to just go with these as one shots. And did we enjoy the actual one shot story? Yeah. Even if it doesn't. Ha- and this one, I was too confused. Uh, and and yeah. really, the story itself just really did not really get. Yeah, it didn't really give me much. So what what would you give this? I ended up going with the 3.5 because I didn't enjoy the art any, uh, you no. know, either. I didn't think it really suited the tone of the story or what the story, it didn't make anything clearer yeah, uh, as yeah. far as, you know, accompanying what the, the text in the, in the pages was. Um, but you know, it, you know, I liked, like I said, the one positive was the moments with Galactus and Silver Surfer. I did like that. Yeah. That was about all I could make sense of. And, and any of the stuff that happened in between all of it, I was really lost. Yeah. I, and even, even in, in the middle, there's a battle. You have these guys. And I, I don't know who these people are. And, I know. And, to care yeah. who should win. Yeah. Who, I, I didn't know. And, and to me, it was a little confusing, even the stuff. And so, Maybe this is something. I'm not a historian of Silver Surfer. I'm not anywhere close uh, to that. I really either. don't even like the Silver Surfer that much. We even joke that just the idea that the guy's zipping around on a surfboard still is goofy to me, yeah. especially nowadays. Have a by now yeah, yeah. Or something I said you'd, you'd have a skateboard. He'd be there. I said I'd call him the Silver Grinder, but that sounds like a <laughs> dating site for old people. So I'm not going to yeah. do that. We're, we're not doing that. It's Silver yeah. Surfboarder. But yeah, I, I just maybe this is something where uh, Silver surfer fans would be more into this and and bring something else out of it but as a one shot like where i'm saying that doctor strange yeah i'm confused at the end because we're leading into this but i could actually read that by itself never read any of the other issues and say you know what it's kind of old man doctor strange i can get into that i saw yeah, a I hulk know. head that's kind of funny a lot of people love that hulk one shot See, i was a little down on that the character usually yeah. Sucks me in at least for a little bit. But even like the Namor, if you're into Namor, seeing him go off to try to get allies for Atlantis, you can go, okay, I get it. I, I get this. This one, though, maybe it's showing me that I should never read Silver Surfer or it's just showing me that this story just didn't hit. And as a one shot, I was confused. But maybe this might be one of those where we read this next one, the the Defenders one. 
maybe that these will get better after reading what it's all about at the end. Yeah. And that's why I said maybe well, these are better in really trade. Hope too. I hope it comes together yeah. with this so last I'm issue. I'm actually but that's going a big off. task. Yeah, right? yeah. it is. It's a real big it's task. Be 30 pages to yeah. wrap up four issues of things yeah, we'll we have see. no idea how yeah. they connect. I, I don't see how that's going to tie up everything, but they yeah. say they do. They say to trust them. But I'm going to give it a four or five, which is a lot higher than I gave it before, just because of this train seeing, kind of wrapping my head around it. Two times through, I was so confused. Then the third time I read it, I'm like, okay, I get the idea of the big bad. And we've been saying we didn't know who the bad guy is. Well, it does seem to be this train celestial and, yeah. and what that means. So at least I got that. Conductor. You got a little fight. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but we're going to move to my... A uh, quick book, which is Black Panther number seven, just for Johnny, written by Tony C. Coates, art by Kev Walker, Stephanie Petraeo, and VCs Joe Sabino. We continue with Black Panther, and after last issues reveal that Killmonger was venomed up, I thought we may be close to having to talk about this on the podcast because I actually started enjoying yeah. it a little. Yeah, you and Aaron both. Yeah, said yeah. While this issue looked good. We're still meandering about while Coates introduces different versions of characters, this time Zenzi, a.k.a. The Revealer, and reminds us that this book is all about political symbolism. The problem is I, I, I want Coates to show me and I want to care about this book, but instead he's giving me a lot of reasons not to like it. There really are no likable characters in my mind. Everybody seems to be miserable. Everybody seems <laughs> – and then I said, why are you giving me a Black Panther book where I want to – not even just learn about Black Panther, because I can go back. I said I read some of the priest Black Panther, but I'm getting a book where I want to like Black Panther. He doesn't even know what he is. He he right. seems miserable about it all anyway. And, and and I think that this is one of those where you have a book where – and I said this at DC even – where you have a book where you're not enjoying it, not enjoying it, so that when he does reveal it – People will praise him because finally you get a story, but you're the one setting up no story. I said it, this book is like you praising me when eventually we go back to earth. I'm like, oh, my God, we're back to being black. Pan. All right. It'd be like me punching you in the face, breaking your nose, and then you commending me when I set your nose back. Well, I was, was the one an who excellent did it. punch. Why don't yeah. you just yeah. set it back? And I was me. the one who set you. Yeah, oh, thanks a lot. You're so great for resetting my nose. Well, I'm the one who did it. So when we get the reveal of what's going on, it better be big and it better make sense and it better be something really cool because up until now i'm just not enjoying this book and this yeah. book the story relies on the wow factor of characters i'm not familiar with and also in different versions of them we talked about this the first time we recorded it you're you're getting names thrown out there and that if you didn't know he seems to be working on the mythos of those characters based on them being different now and maybe you have to think that that means this connected to that I'm just not that into this book and these characters, I want to like it and he's, he's really, it's like a, you know, he has a big, big, you know, cost to try to get into this. There's, yeah, you know, like you said, um, I forgot when you said it, but you said yesterday, I think yeah. during some particular name you brought up and and then i mentioned well unless you know yeah you know all the characteristics Nikia's of that particular there, character and you know yeah. all these and, and how this this new person either compares or doesn't compare yeah. to that 
because that's character. what he's playing off of. He's playing right. off the idea of if you know these characters, you know, to a T, you can see the differences, the similarities, know that like if a character – it'd be like if if you had a book like this and it was, uh, you know, Batman. And all of a sudden a Nightwing character comes up as the bad guy. Now I know what you're playing at. I know that you're playing with the idea that all of Batman's sons now are the villains and all this. I don't know what's going on in this because I don't <laughs> know them enough. So – you know, I mean, and yeah, still, I just want Shuri to figure out what the heck went wrong and get him back to Earth. Yeah, just and, solve that in that miniseries and let's start a and then Black again, Panther with a I, fresh you number know, one. Me and you can pretty much spell it out. We're not real big fans of Tennessee Coates as Black no. Panther in general. I got bored with I when they were on Earth. I was excited when so. he started and, and that went away quickly. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I said there's no real likable characters. The Wild Factor characters are not familiar with and I just want a comic book story. I don't need symbolism to how, you know, the America is. And this is what he's doing also in Captain America. And and to me, he he's a political guy. He is a he's a, a guy who writes for I believe the uh, Atlantic or something like that, where yeah. he he writes a lot of political essays. To me, he's a one-track pony. He, he's a one-trick pony. He just keeps talking politics and whatever he does. And yeah, they may fit the characters of Black Panther and you know Captain America, but give me a story that's enjoyable as well. You I know, agree. be clever enough yeah. to mix your politics with a comic book story so that everybody can enjoy it. I've, uh, you know, I have like some of like uh, I'll use the Bourne movies as an example. Those are movies with a little bit of kind of politics yeah. mixed in, and, and just and action movies if you well want enough. Yeah. yeah, done well enough with things I like that I can I can tolerate it. Yeah. And it's I'm just telling not you, done you, with t- you know any sort of tact or I, subtle. My favorites are where you like something so much and then later on find out it's about something different. And really, like, holy moly, they, you know, I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I like that. And this is just, okay, we get it. I get the idea. I see the symbolism. You're losing me on some of the characters, but I just need a, a story that I can grip. And, and there is nobody reviewing this book anymore. We were talking no. about this this weekend. There were yeah, three reviews. <laughs> this should be one of the bigger books, especially this week. Without and a doubt. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're it's not the there. Better, it's the highest grossing Marvel movie. I don't understand how yeah. that translates zero into your. Yeah, and I, and I, that's the thing is, I know that people would argue, oh, that never translates, but it does somewhat. And if people went to watch that movie and then decided, finally, I'm going to read a comic. I just saw Black Panther. I'm going to jump on this. They're going to be confused. Yeah, yeah. So and that just upsets me. But we're going to move to the last book of the night, which is X twenty three number seven, written by Mariko. Tamaki, art by Diego Orlortiegu, yep. Walden Yang Wong, I almost said that wrong, Chris O'Halloran, <laughs> and VC's Corey Penn. X20, mess up yeah. everyone's name equally. Though. Yes. X23 has had, I said X-Men. X23 has had a bit of a problem getting some momentum over going since, especially since the Cuckoo's opening arc, which I think went on a little bit too long. This issue gets Lauren Gabby back on familiar ground, but if you're a fan of characters, it may be a little bit too familiar. And yeah, this is, I, I'd like to see what Dino thinks because he's a fellow yeah, X23 Gabby and fan. Gabby fan. And yeah, you get some moments with Gabby and Lauren here uh but they're the same moments we always get because they are tracing or tracking some murders there's a a murder mystery that really doesn't seem like a mystery because it's really just thrown in our lap 
the solution of it. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. like they're they're looking into many clues uh, yeah. because uh, some geneticists are Tracking being... Tracking down specific doctors. Yeah. How many yeah. cloning doctors yeah. can there really yeah. be? Yeah, yeah. And so the, some cloning doctors, they have been murdered and you have Gabby and Laura looking into it and right away they kind of target the third one. There's two dead. They're going to target the third and they end up kind of setting up a trap and waiting while Laura is waiting in this person's apartment, it seems. Uh, Gabby is getting ice cream and it's gelato. And I, I said when we recorded yeah, the first the time, gelato, gelato seemed, it, it never seems hard enough to get a quadruple scoop like she Isn't has it like more ice than actual yeah, it's, ice cream? I, I just think it's uh, to me it's very <laughs> it's very soft you even see it as it's in there it's not like there's scoops there there yeah. are like tongs that you kind of globs and it's and you like kind of like spread it you. it actually to me when i had it it's it's like you're doing like cement you know going cement mm-hmm. and you have the trowel even so having that biggest scoops on there seems off but i do i i give the pop rocks thumbs up I hate peanut butter ice cream with a passion. Can't stand peanut butter yeah. of anything. We even talked like the my, one of my worst cookies ever are those peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss. I can't oh, stand see, them. Yeah, you would hate these new Oreos, uh, chocolate really? peanut butter pie yeah, Oreos. The heck with that. I, I just don't <laughs> like the flavor of peanut butter at all. So yeah, yeah that I, that doesn't go with me. That don't fly. Yeah. Here with me, Eric loves it. I don't. When and with that, we have Cookie Day tomorrow. I actually found out it is actually tomorrow, and uh, it was funny because the boss came because they know that Eric doesn't participate in Cookie Day, which makes me have to steal cookies for him, which makes me look like a big pig because I get two plates Everyone's of cookies. High, they got cameras set up. Yeah, oh, everybody out. screams and yells. Oh, here comes Jim. Watch for the cookies. Guy eats more cookies than ever, and it's mainly I do eat a lot of cookies, but I'm on a diet now, so I can't. But yeah, uh, Eric ends up that I steal these cookies for him. They actually came out to him the day at work and said, you know, cookie day is tomorrow. And Eric's like, yeah, uh, we want you to be there. And it was very weird. So we actually think that cookie day may turn into uh, being announced that the place is closing. <laughs> it's such a weird oh, deal. Like, no. We want you to be there. The boss man is going to have a, an announcement. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Or but he yeah. sold it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Just see some how Swedish it goes. Investors Usually he has like this end of year type, you know, announcement. Not even announcement. He's like, yup, this year this, that, and the other thing. But this year we have a, we actually have a shutdown the week of Christmas. Next week we're just shut down. I think that he's going to try to explain that to the people who didn't have, you know, vacation days and now don't get paid for a week. Yeah. And I think that's what he's going to do. And the me people and, are filing for unemployment. Yeah, filing for unemployment <laughs> as we speak. But yeah, so this whole deal. But yeah, I hate, I hate peanut butter. I hate peanut butter cookies. And I said that the cookie with the peanut butter with the Hershey Kiss, first off, Hershey Kiss, one of the worst candies you can get. It's so plain. It's just nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I like that chocolate flavor they oh, have. Oh, it's okay. To- I heard that Germans and even Europeans in general think that the Hershey's chocolate tastes like sour vomit. and they yeah. think it's the worst. That they, they make fun it of it. It tastes like vomit. Yeah, yeah, they think that it's the worst thing ever. 
So yeah, but I've I've had some European chocolate. I like that as well, um, but not peanut I don't butter. Know if I have or haven't, I, mean, I don't know if I'm a fancy boy, but I, no. I'll eat any chocolate. You yeah, put my in mom chocolate. would bring back stuff from England and stuff, even that that I would enjoy. But yeah, the Germans, they're chocolatiers, I hear. But Hershey, <laughs> Hershey's right down the road from us, so that, that's local. I have to give them the shout out. Yeah, too. I've been there. I've been to the Hershey tour. Yeah. Oh, I love going through when you're going through that, you know, that crappy water. That brown yep. water that's supposed to be chocolate. It's like you're a Gustus Gloop and Willy Wonka, like leaning over and realize it's sewage you're going yeah. through. But I like that smell, that cocoa smell oh, that they pump so through. Good, that whole yeah. Place. Yeah. yeah. So Gabby is sitting on top of a building where after she tells a guy to recycle or else she's going to slice him. And that's like her <laughs> bad butt moment. She's yeah, eating basically. ice cream. Yeah, she's eating ice cream on top of a building like, hey, hey, Laura, uh, is it time yet? And Laura can't talk. Oh, you can't talk yet? What's going on? And you see that th- here is the detective work that we got. When they went to one of the crime scenes, Laura looked and saw that there was a vent. And now in this apartment, there's a vent. And you see this thing crawling up. It looks like a robot. It attacks Laura. Laura ends up, you know, revealing that she's there, not this doctor. Nobody's shocked. I mean, really, you know. So Gabby is there, and they're fighting. Now she's talking to Gabby, like, oh, it's here. Gabby's like, what does it look like? It's a machine. A machine? Oh, man, it's a robot? That's cool. Can I do my thing now? She's like, no, no, no. it looks exactly like those two, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like they did do that whole thing with the other clone sisters that yeah. either died or went off evil. Yep. And I don't know if this is one that's been brainwashed. Yeah, we don't know or- yet. And so it's fighting it's fighting Laura. Laura's saying, Oh, we're fighting a robot, da da da. Gabby keeps wanting to, you know, can I do my thing? No, no, no. The thing uses the sonic attack that, that that just destroys all the tech. Everything gets blown back. Laura gets thrown into these monitors, and then the thing jumps out the window, and that's where Gabby, do your thing. And the weird weirdest thing here is what was the plan originally because that doesn't seem like that would have been part of the plan right how could you have the plan like the part of the plan is i'll get knocked back into an arcade machine and monitors and then i know (laughs) that this robot will jump out the window and then when it jumps out the window you're above gabby you conk it in the head and it's just very odd it's very very odd but she's like now yeah now she's like okay but it's still it's gabby so i always like it ends up going smashing the head and i don't know there was an american dad uh deal where roger at one point did like a flying suplex and ended up destroying this guy's head this drug dealer's head it blew up it was the funniest thing he's like i i think that he might come back no no he's dead roger and that's what it reminded me of this because they end up knocking him down and uh they end up there you know handcuffs on okay let's sit and she says it was a magnetic pulse that hit laura it wasn't a sonic deal it was a magnetic pulse she's like it hit me with this let's see what's going on and they take the mask off and then you without seeing it yet they're like deja vu what's deja vu seen before because she's it's starting to get like brian michael bennett's sing-song dialogue too yeah and i'm not down with that much briefer though (laughs) yeah yeah it is brief it ends up being looks like a clone of them again. And this is something this book can't seem to escape. Yeah, I know that like they're clones. That. I know that Gabby is a clone of Laura. Laura is a clone of Wolverine. You don't have to have every villain, everything that you deal with have to do with clones. And and that's where I said it's familiar ground, but maybe too familiar because they go. Beast is there because they end up taking this clone to the tank 
they end up, you know, and they get to go and see it, you know, kind of pulling some strings and things like that. So they get to go see this clone. The clone never talks. It's just no. sitting there it's in a cell. silent and staring yeah. straight ahead. Yeah, it's almost like, like Silence of the Lambs without the mask on. It's just yeah. there in this, you know, in this upheld gurney thing. And they're looking while while Laura's trying to figure out what it is, Beast doesn't know. They want to take it to the mansion, but they have to get paperwork. There's these things they're they're talking about while this is going on. Gabby, of course, feels bad. And this is, again, this is why I love Gabby. But we've also seen this already even in this series. This is what we keep getting. And she's like, you know, you know what? She looks lonely. And that's where Laura's like lonely. Like she's killed three people we know of. And you're like, Laura, I've killed way more than that. And, you know, and then Laura's like, we don't even know what that is. And then she says, well, what are we? It, it Again, it's the same thing. It's almost like the whole, hey, when do clones have birthdays? I want to have a birthday. I want to have a birthday. I don't mind this because I <laughs> want a book with Laura and Gabby. I can go through this book just liking these little moments with them. I said, if you're listening to DC uh, podcast or reading DC, it's very similar to the Super Sons. I love John yep. and Damien I together. Like the too, book yeah. itself doesn't do that much, but yet I love those two so much that I can let things pass. I'm starting to get a little weary of the same things here because to me, this is the same kind of stuff that we got in All New Wolverine. This is not as good as All New Wolverine. So we're hmm. getting kind of this like, you know, almost a facsimile of that. I need more because then you have it where all of a sudden a bunch of military types, you know, melt the wall, come and start shooting. They're obviously going to be after this clone. The clone seems to be aware, like the eyes are wide open, whatever. Still doesn't talk. But as this is going on, Laura wants to get out. Oh, no, Gabby, we're getting shut out. Let's go. And Gabby's like, no, 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 Laura, we have to save her. Again, very similar to everything yeah. we've had. And, and yeah, yeah. No, I totally get I haven't read that many issues either. Like I haven't read yeah. all the X-23 stuff or all new Wolverine stuff leading up into this. And I, you know, I get the similarities yeah, to yeah. the previous it's, story. It's so just somebody kind of that's the read same it all, deal. Yeah, it's just see. kind of the same deal. And I, I need to have like, why can't we have Lauren Gabby kind of go after something a little different? I know that this has been set up even before where we had the doctors and stuff like that with the cuckoos even. But I, I need something fresh. And there was something Tom Taylor said uh, when he announced that X-Men Red was done. And I know that you are in mourning still. One of your favorite yep. books, X-Men Terrifi- Red. I'm terrified uh, yes. of how and, I'm going to go on with that. And so he said that, uh, you know, hey, it's it's sad. I got to say goodbye to these characters, especially Laura and Gabby. And then said I'm particularly upset about Gabby because I don't know her future at Marvel. And I sat there reading, I'm like, but she's in a book. I mean, she's the co-star yeah. of this book. I just book. think it's kind of like, I don't know, he's either seeing writing on the wall from this X-Men relaunch coming yeah. up, they're going to trim the roster a bit, yeah. and she'll probably take a step back. And you maybe know. this book may not be out for very long. Yeah. You know, no, Maybe it's, it's going a, to 12. Probably like a shorter life yeah. like X-Men Red And it stinks, because if Gabby goes away, that's, that's pretty much my favorite character. It's it one of my top five. It might end at 10, because they do those five-issue yeah, traits. Yeah, true. Like, Maybe we'll be lucky to go to 15. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just have 555. Five, five. Like, the way this feels is that you almost kind of thought they were moving past these hunting for doctors things. Yeah. And this one kind of feels a little tacked on after yeah, a does. random one shot last I, time. And yep. maybe they're just going to ride this out for a few yeah, more. Just, I, I just, I love Gabby. And, and really, at Marvel, Gabby's my number one. Gabby and Laura, I'll even put them as kind of a combo deal, them together. 
you know, my two of my favorite characters at Marvel. I, I have a weird, you know, set of characters that I love with Moon Girl in there. I, I like some some stuff that a guy my age probably shouldn't like, or at least it, I'm not the target audience. I'll tell you that. But that, you know, and then I, I even said I was talking to some people about like the favorite characters. Captain America is my second favorite. But then after that, you get even Reary. And that's why yeah. even when we were talking on the regular podcast, the, the Wednesday one, when we had Reary, everybody has given me so much crap about not liking that book. But it's because I like her so much. I got to get the password. I didn't see any of that crap. I got a new phone. I don't have the Twitter for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the people were just like, oh, man, you you know, you hate it on. Yeah, didn't hate on it. I love the character. Yeah. I just thought you that that first one. You actually like the character way more than me. Yeah. I don't even like yeah, her. Yeah, you don't like the character. So. I, I like her, so. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I, I was told by somebody that just because I like Gabby, Riri, and Moon Girl, I am an SJW and I'm a piece of crap. That's what I was told. Only because I like these characters. That's all well, it is. You're both sides of the fence. Then. I guess. Just, yeah. <laughs> and then I like Captain America. But you yeah. get it for liking Riri. For yeah, this is what I don't understand. And then yeah. you get it for for everybody for Riri, being negative. Not every issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't win. I must be right on the the fence is right up my butt. Is what's happening. But yeah, and yeah, I, I got so much crap about that for them being my favorite characters. I just like them because I like them. And also, I, I tried to explain, they're also characters that I don't get much at DC. DC has oh. a very kind of sterile set of characters now yeah, with not a lot of books. Using, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Flash, Batman. How, I like these characters like this. That's why even at DC, the Wonder Comics imprint with the Young Justice, even that Naomi, yeah. I, have, I really think that that looks good. And a lot of people have. I even think you said today in the Slack chat, you yeah. said, I want no parts of that no, and I just, I'll never read them. So. Imprint. Yeah, yeah, I'm so like, you don't care. tired of these imprints yeah. that come and then eventually just disappear. And, uh, and... Yeah. Well, I'll even use that as a little shout out just to let people know we don't really push it on this podcast because we've just started, but we do have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science that you can go and support us for this show and the other and one of the things is when you join up you get to go into the slack chat with everybody brandon aaron a ton of people that mail into the regular show things like that so that's one of the side deals and then you could get in and yell at me because that's yep. what all that happens people yelling at me about justice league dark reary this but everybody's against me and not eric because eric just doesn't even engage when he no. gets yelled at he, well, he disappears any sort of confrontation, he's hide somebody yeah, in somewhere fact, in the slack. Yeah, in fact, uh, me and John Wayne last week got in a huge argument about Black Panther. So if you want to yep. go that, like I said, we also, if you do go over to the Patreon and check it out, we have a lot of comic book shows. We have a pop culture show, stuff like that. There's a lot of other shows. And eventually we're going to tie some of this Marvel stuff into that as well to give people who are just Marvel fans some There's reason. Some but there already in, is. We do some of the Marvel the stuff as well. So we have a lot of shows. I think now it's over 400 and 50 shows yeah, uh, that we've had. Yeah, there's some of those, had. like, Stan Lee, Imagine That, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we had a bunch of those. And... Yep, we had a, a bunch of things like that. We ended up doing a, a, uh, a review, a whole podcast on the Ultimate Spider-Man. We, we yeah. had that at one point when Bendis first came over to yeah, that, uh, DC. Yeah, when I liked Bendis. I yeah, did not yeah. always hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine that. But uh, <laughs> what would you give this? Uh, I gave this a flat seven. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's... You know, there's subtle humor that I enjoy in yeah. this book, and the action looks great, and, you know, the art looks good, and 
Um, you know, the story I'm not entirely tired of, but I understand people's yeah. complaints. If you've been reading this, yeah, book I still long, like it because I'm, I still like Lauren Gabby. I'm still so. high of being away from the cuckoos. Yeah, uh, so that's, get, yeah. you know, stories I can at least wrap my head around it. Yeah, and I didn't really like the cuckoos. Not struggle yeah. to uh, understand what characters are talking to yeah. me on the page. So yeah, it's it's weird because one of my favorite issues of the series seems to be when they were just there at the school. Where yeah. Gabby was enrolled in the school, even though yeah, I that, thought that that, that could that could have issue. been a better that could have actually been a three issue arc, and I would have enjoyed it because then you could have let the jokes kind of hit a little more. It was a little rush. That was my biggest complaint, I think, of that issue. I'd rather have that, even though that even turned into science, you know, cloning type deal. Yeah. But uh, I'd rather have that than just finding another clone of them being used as a weapon and them having to try to do this, that, and the other thing. Because the big thing, the big mystery will be not just that they found a clone and not just who made the clone or whatever, but why are they targeting, you know, these doctors, these geneticists? So I'll have to see how that's good. We may find out that nobody owns this clone, that the clone itself is going after them, but it's weird that it doesn't talk or do anything like that. So I'm, yeah. And plus, again, there is army guys. What it's doing there is army life. guys showing up. So somebody wants her back. So yeah. we'll have to see that. But yeah, she doesn't even, it's not even like she seems to be trying to get away now either. So we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, I'm going to go seven. Uh, the same as I did the first time we talked about this, which does end up making it not one of my books of the week. It was one of my books of the week because last uh, time At we recorded it, it didn't go. Yeah, the lost episode, which it's, it's a mess. I tried to fix it and I just <laughs> yeah. couldn't. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dr. Strange. Best Defense. That is my book of the week. Uh, I believe that is yours as well, right? Yeah, and ends up even edging out the highest score from the previous podcast. Yeah, so. yeah. So there you go. That's actually your full book of the week. So that's yeah. crazy. And again, uh, it, it's not like it was your favorite issue, but no. uh, hopefully next week we get a lot of cool stuff. There are a lot of things coming out next week. I mean, I, I have the thing up here, but it's hard to read because there's so many, but we have Avengers coming out. We have Captain America. We have Dead Man Logan that we'll probably be talking about on this, the weekend edition, because we really like that. The first yeah, issue do. of that extermination number five. So that ends next week. Supposedly, I, I think that that's had problems. Killmonger 2. We have, uh, you know, and I'm going through, it's such a pain in the butt to, to read these. Uh, Figure out. Yeah, Shuri number three, Shuri number you. three that I think that we would talk about on the weekend edition if we, you know, have the time. Spider Geddon number five, so that ends. Uh, and a bunch of other things. I'm really trying because I'm telling you, this lists all, I'm on a, a thing that's listing every variant, everything. So, you know, the Defender's Best Defense, number one's a big one. Yeah, Immortal, number one. Immortal Hulk. That, one that has like 17 covers. We have the Immortal Hulk coming out. We have maybe Thor. We'll have to see. I think that you had a quick book of that the last time, right? Yeah, it was that one shot. I actually like that story. Yeah, and uh, we have the end, I would guess, of the first arc of The Punisher that Aaron really likes and maybe – Maybe we'll be jumping on that at, at six, maybe. I read a couple of those. I'm not sold on it. A lot of people yeah. seem to really like it. Eh, we'll I see. was coming around on it a little bit, but I wasn't, uh, you know, dying to continue because yeah, I haven't yeah. since then. So. And, uh, of course, Uncanny X-Men number six. We have uh, here we go. One. I got a good list. We got – oh, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a long week. Uh, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, Captain America, Dead Man Logan, Defenders. Uh, what else are, do we do? Killmonger. Yep. Uh, oh, no. Punisher, possibly. You, it's, you said. It's a Shuri, three. Spider yep. Gun, five. Thor, eight. Uncanny, six. Yep. Woo. 
Yeah, a lot of books. I, I yeah, thought, that's definitely getting split up into two podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and there's going to be some quick books as well. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, again, the big thing is if you want to email us for the weekend thing, we'll only be reading the mail on the weekend show, also with a little news as well mixed in there. But you can email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, and we'll read all of your mail. But that's it. And I guess uh, because we're recording this on a Monday night, we're definitely going to see you in a couple of days because we'll yes. have the main show on Wednesday. Yep. Thanks, everybody, and see you then.